0: what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of nerd alert with dan and dean it has been almost a month since we did our last episode i think this is the longest drought so i'm sure people are just thirsty for content out there they've just been wondering what's happened we're okay uh i got married i took a we took a little break uh because of the the whole you know wedding thing uh which which took up a little bit of attention and uh it's wedding season for you too, right? You got, you know, five or six more this year, right?
1: I think there's only five more, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah. We it's love a, the weddings, it's wedding but season. it's
0: um a lot of travel, a lot of travel. So so we're back and um last episode we talked about the Berlin patient, which was a great case study. Definitely recommend you check it out if you haven't heard it. This episode we're easing back in uh with a highly uh, scrutinized scientific topic, which is basically uh, what our favorite planets are in the solar system and how we rank them. I think that's actually how the topic came up. Was we should just see what we think is the best planet. We the solar are system. we
1: are going back to first grade where your parents stuck all those coat hangers and the styrofoam balls. Yeah, made the you know the the, the diagram or the uh, dioramas of the solar system. That's what we're doing.
0: And I'm, I'm post here for post-college. Post-college. Well, and this is a recurring theme. You know, it's kind of a, obviously, uh, moment at this point. But I'm always learning something when we're doing these episodes. And as I was reading about all the planets in our uh, our solar system, our cosmic neighborhood, I was surprised at how many things I, I once knew and forgot. And I was surprised at the vast number of things that I didn't know.
1: I definitely did not know a... Uh... A majority of, of these interesting uh, little nuggets. But yeah. the one thing that I did know that I've retained since I was a kid was the order of the planets.
0: Right? That I totally Starting
1: forgot. from the sun and the way that I learned it was including Pluto. So by all means let's include it.
0: R.I.P. for Pluto.
1: So let me ask you can you name them all in order? No reading. No, no, no cheating. Oh,
0: Come on. We just went over this. <laughs> Alright. Um, it's uh, Mercury, Jupiter, Earth, Mars. Uh, I want to know
1: what you are smoking that makes you think that Jupiter can be that close to the sun. (laughs) (laughs) It's not your... Oh, it's Venus, isn't it? Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. You didn't have the little... uh, The sticky stars and planets that you put on your ceiling as a kid. Yeah, And you didn't stare at them, like, literally every night? I... Well, yeah, I did. I just... uh... Didn't retain any any information. I couldn't Did read you have them in point. the wrong order. <laughs> yeah,
0: I probably had them in the wrong order. Right? If uh, yeah, if Jupiter was that close to the sun, I don't think we'd be talking right now. Um, well, I didn't know that, so thanks for thanks for the refresher. You got it. All right, so here's how we're gonna do this, um, to try to keep it a little bit organized. We're going to talk a little bit about each planet, in order from the sun to uh, the edge of the solar system. Then we're going to each list out, you know, kind of how we rank those planets based on, you know, kind of what we were reading about, and then maybe just talk about that for a few minutes, kind of as we as we wrap up. So, um, to start off, should we uh, just do a little brief intro to the solar system itself, kind of what that what that's all about? Um, by all means. Okay. So the solar system is, I said before, our cosmic neighborhood. It's um it's this system of planets and lots of other non-planetary bodies that are gravitationally bound. I think we all kind of know this. Everything ultimately orbits around the sun. There are things that orbit around the planets, but really the sun is the center uh, of the story here. And I thought this was just mind-blowing, and I definitely don't remember this, that the sun... Um, has about 99.86% of the system's total mass. I mean, I knew the sun was massive, but, like, that's insane. As far as the age of the solar system, it's about 4.6 billion years old. I kind of forget how old the universe is in general, but uh, it's similar order of magnitude, right? I don't know, 8 billion years old, is that right? I couldn't tell you. That, Let's that, find that out right now. Topic Let's do it live. For another. Nope, I got to find out. How right, old fine. is the universe? At any rate, so we, we oh thirteen point seven billion years 13, old. Although so this is 14. a very highly debated topic, there are two ways that they can actually estimate the age of the universe, and they disagree by about I don't know half a billion years old, which is, is uh, unacceptable. Is
1: random guessing one of those ways?
0: Well, sorry, if we're counting random guessing, there are three estimated ages for uh, for how old the universe is. So I was a little wrong, but um, anyway, yeah, about. 4.6 billion years old.
1: Interesting. So, and, and as you said, the, the sun is the center of our solar system. So we're talking on a infinitesimally smaller scale than than, than the universe and the the world, the, you know, the society rather, um, had switched from a geocentric look of the universe where, where the earth was the center of everything to a heliocentric, you know, thousands of years ago. Um, Shout out
0: to Copernicus.
1: There you go. So that's that.
0: Another thing I didn't know, there are basically two zones um, of the solar system, uh, which is important to our story here today. One of them is the inner system, and that includes four planets, uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. And these planets are terrestrial, so they're basically mostly composed of rock and metal, and they they have what we think of as like a ground, basically, right? Like a, a... a crust an area you could stand on if you were there Um, then there's an outer system which is creatively named has much larger planets and it's generally more massive Um, and so that includes jupiter and saturn which are the two largest uh planets we're not counting the sun here Uh, and those are gas giants mostly hydrogen helium we'll talk about that and then the next two are uranus and neptune which are ice giants Uh, More volatile substances, higher melting points, water, ammonia, methane, all all these things are kind of involved in what their makeup is. So as you move away from the sun, uh, you get away from what's more familiar to us on Earth and you get more toward what's, you know, kind of funky. And and we'll talk about that with some of those planets. Hmm.
1: And I guess but before we actually start talking about Mercury, I don't know if you're going to go back and edit this part, but just in case you don't, I said thousands of years ago. It's actually definitely not. Copernicus was like the late 1500s. So let's call it 500 years ago.
0: He it was, was interested On the order of uh, 0. 0.5 thousands of years ago.
1: There, that works. We'll go with that. Just so yeah, I don't I totally feel like a total idiot.
0: Totally didn't. Just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Totally didn't pick up hey, on that. At, so. at
1: least I know the order of the planets.
0: Yeah. Well, more than most of us can say. All right, you want to kick us off with Mercury?
1: Sure. Um so Mercury obviously is the closest planet to the sun and after the demotion of Pluto is now actually the smallest planet as well. Um it was, you know, named after the Greek god Hermes, um, you know, worshipped by the, the Greeks, by the Romans. You know, Hermes was one of the uh the, the popular gods that sort of um crossed deities or, or crossed um Uh, societal bounds. Um, It was one of the original five planets uh, because you can actually see it at some times um, without the use of a telescope. Um, What else do we have here?
0: So uh, on the name, I read that it was named after the Roman god Mercurius, the god of commerce, messenger of the gods, mediator between gods and mortals, uh, which is a pretty cool job, if you ask me. But maybe maybe this is some uh, cross-mythological overlap here.
1: So it, it it's funny, uh, when I was looking at a lot of the, uh, you know, the naming conventions for the planets, and even when you look just at the mythology between uh, the, the ancient Greeks and ancient Romans, there is some amount of overlap, but you know, some gods have just two different names, you know, there's a, cool. a, a bit of confusion there. Um, so I, maybe we're just looking at different lists. Um, yeah, that could it, be. It's, I think, probably the equivalent but I don't actually know that. Right. But what one, one of the things I found actually particularly interesting was uh, going back to the size. Uh, Mercury is about 3,030 miles in diameter. You know how big the U.S. is?
0: Just about that.
1: About 3,000 miles from coast to coast. Wow. So Mercury is really only about the size of the United States. So it's really not enormous. I mean, it's it's big, don't get me wrong, but... In terms of a planet, it's actually relatively small.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I never. I don't know. I I, I don't think of the United States as being on planetary terms. That's crazy. I, I I agree. What one of the other
1: tidbits of information that I thought was interesting um, is not necessarily about the planet itself, but about its moons, or rather the fact that there are none. Mm-hmm. There are only two planets that have no moons: Mercury and Venus. Right. As soon as you, you know, Earth and outbound
0: everyone's got at least one moon it's the Uh, cool thing to do it well i I suppose that's that's some of them are cool (laughs) uh yeah no natural satellites kind of um kind of a letdown there but yeah as you said it's the it's the smallest planet its mass is about uh equivalent to 0.055 earths i guess is the uh official unit mass of the earth so it's pretty tiny it's got a few uh, different geological features. Some of them are craters or impact basins and are likely remains of early uh, volcanic activity. There are also these lobed ridges that were probably produced by periods of contraction, which I thought was kind of interesting. And it does have a very light atmosphere, which I honestly didn't know. That was
1: actually found out. You didn't know it. Scientists didn't know that until very recently. Um the I the, feel vindicated yeah there you go <laughs> um for for years, uh you know hundreds of years now I'm very careful about my hundreds and thousands
0: it's e- um, even for thousands of years they didn't know
1: uh, that's that's also true um uh, for th- millions of years right. people <laughs> uh people didn't know that mercury had an atmosphere it was only until recently um that scientists have established that there is one, but it's very weak mm-hmm. and that's largely to do with the um the elemental makeup of the planet and the fact that its gravity is simply too weak to hold a, a either a thick or even a permanent atmosphere. Hmm. So, because of the the way that you know the uh, the sun's like solar flares and it, its radiation interacts with the planet, it actually sort of constantly is dissipating Mercury's atmosphere. So oh, it's wow. not even that the planet has a consistent atmosphere all the time. Certainly not in the way that we think of Earth's.
0: But like in a snapshot way, it, there is one there, right. it's, but it's more transient. Exactly, that's cool. Uh, in terms of its orbit, uh, it takes about eighty-seven point nine seven Earth days to uh, to orbit, which is very short, um, and that makes sense, right? If you remember from physics, orbital rotation or rotational motion, it's the closer it is to the sun, the faster that it basically has to, you know, constantly accelerate um, to sort of escape being. Pulled into the uh, to the mass of the sun. Uh, it's also tidally locked to the sun in a three to two spin-orbit resonance. I had no idea what that meant, but it means that it rotates exactly three times on its axis for every two revolutions around the sun. And so this means on Mercury, you'd basically only see one day for every two Mercurian years, which sounds awful. If, if we were to scale that to, uh, you know, the Earth's. Gear? Imagine only seeing two days. Um it's pretty
1: crazy. Yeah, that 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 is pretty insane. But so uh you brought up Mercury's orbit. Uh it, it also has the most eccentric orbit. Not that yeah. it's wa- waving its hands like crazy. <laughs> um it that that is apparently a measure of how close to perfectly circular around the sun um a satellite's orbit is. So uh because it's the most eccentric, it means it's more of an oval than it is a circle. Yeah, And because of um, you know gravitational laws uh, that also means that at certain points Mercury is the fastest planet.
0: yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you know what the um the technical terms are for um, the the two relevant measures of that um, of how eccentric the orbit is? Craziness and wildness I have no idea, so I don't even know if I can pronounce them at the perihelion that's the nearest point in the orbit um it's at about 66 percent of its distance at the aphelion, which is the farthest point in the orbit i don't know why they wouldn't just say nearest and farthest but um those are the cool scientific terms that you can uh you know break out at the dinner table and impress all your friends
1: oh those are words i have definitely uh definitely never heard before
0: and i've already forgotten them <laughs> um yeah so mercury uh pretty low key I think is is my impression a little different a little funky um, you know it's got it's got some uniqueness but um, relatively quiet I at agree. least today the the, the things that um, I, I would have thought go
1: hand in hand with Mercury uh, are, are actually not always true um, hmm. so if we move on to Venus and just as a uh, quick spoiler Venus is easily. Uh, what i think is the most interesting planet let's move on to venus all right fine let's starting from the name again uh venus is the only planet that was named after a female um sometimes it's it's also uh referred to as earth's twin uh, largely because you know the the planets are almost about the same size in in, in terms of mass yeah um but also in terms of elemental composition um, it's it's largely you know kind of the same stuff, the same atoms that are making up both uh, both planets. Oh, that's and interesting. And as you said before, it's another one of those terrestrial planets that that actually have a uh, a crust that you could, theoretically, walk around on as opposed right. to just being gas.
0: I thought it was really interesting the size of the planet because in my mind, I well, I obviously got Venus and Jupiter confused before, but Venus was kind of way out there. I didn't realize how close it actually is to Earth overall. It's about 37 uh, million miles from the sun. And yeah, it's got a thick silicate mantle around an iron core, which, yeah, when you think about an iron core, Earth is what comes to mind, uh, you know, immediately. And uh, evidence of internal geographic, uh, geographic, geological activity. Uh, Except one of the bigger differences, other than the fact that people don't live there, as far as we know, is that it's a lot drier than Earth. Basically no moisture there by comparison.
1: It's also a lot hotter than Earth. And yeah. even though it is not the closest planet to the Sun, it is the hottest planet in our solar system. Very cool, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the, the whole uh, lack of atmosphere on Mercury, Mercury can't really retain any heat. Venus does. There is actually very little heat that escapes Venus, right. So even you know on, on the, the the night side of the planet, mm-hmm. it has retained almost all of its heat. It's days and nights are almost the same temperature.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw that the temperatures were regularly over, at the surface, regularly over uh, 752 degrees Fahrenheit, which sounds a little uncomfortable. And yeah, it's mostly like a greenhouse gas effect uh, with the atmosphere, same way that we experience that greenhouse gas effect here on Earth. Um, Another thing I thought was interesting about um, Venus is it doesn't actually have a magnetic field, so scientists believe that the atmosphere is probably getting replenished by uh, volcanic activity. So kind of like we were talking about with Mercury, there's this ebbing and flowing of the uh, atmosphere over time in terms of, in theory, that nothing's holding it in place, right? It's just kind of seeping out um, or cooking off. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's I, a more technical term.
1: Yeah, no, that, that, that's absolutely right. Um, but back to the whole temperature thing. And I guess uh, most of when I think of planets it's like well how does it stack up to earth um so that natural that's, comparison. That, that's my bar for what i'm comparing it to earth has a 23.4 degree axial tilt mm-hmm. meaning that the, the planet does not you know the, the equator is not always you know perfectly in line with the orbit of the planet around the sun right there is a tilt that's actually what leads to our seasons Um, The side of the planet that is tilted, or the the hemisphere rather, that is tilted closest to the sun, that is summer, and Mm the opposite is winter, and vice versa. Um, But Venus only has a 3.39 degree tilt. It's almost perfectly vertical. Oh, wow. Meaning that there are, I mean, not that there's weather and, you know, winter is certainly not snowing when it's 800 degrees, um, but there are no seasonal changes at all because of that lack of tilt.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So it's just exactly a cool, balmy 752 degrees yeah. all the time.
1: Exactly. It's also very bright. Um, not if you were standing on, well, I'm sure also if you were standing on the planet, but from <laughs> Earth, there's a, a we, we use this, st- we, you know, us astrophysicists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a stellar magnitude scale, um, stellar meaning of stars, not you know super awesome. And in in this scale, uh, each step uh, is one, so like one unit of magnitude in the scale equals a brightness change of 2.5 times. Um, So to put it in perspective, the moon, it's also a a reversed scale. So the more negative, the brighter you are. Kind of weird. But anyway, the the full moon has a magnitude of negative 12.6 and the sun is negative 26.7. Okay. Okay. Other than Earth's moon, uh, Venus is the next brightest visible object in the night sky. Um, The uh, brightness value ranges somewhere between negative 3.8 and negative 4.6. So it actually makes it visible by the naked eye.
0: That's really cool. I don't think I've ever seen Venus before. Or at least not knowingly, but I guess maybe I have. Uh, This surprised me. It was actually the first planet that we sent a spacecraft to in 1961. Uh, Venera 1 was the uh, the spacecraft name. And it did take until 1991 for us to get more detailed surface maps. But, yeah, I had no idea. I think in my mind, like, you know, the moon was sort of like the first household name when it came to, uh, well, obviously, like, humans going there, but I didn't realize that we were looking so close by, but when we talked about the similarities in size, it kind of makes sense that we would want to go check it out. So I thought that was cool.
1: So I, I, I still find it uh, amazing that we can send out some of these, uh, obviously they're unmanned missions, mm-hmm. uh, but some of these probes to and there, there are some that have you know orbited Mercury, right? that, that humans can engineer something yeah. that not only can get there, but doesn't just disintegrate in that much heat. Like, it doesn't just freaking melt.
0: And not only that we could do it, but that we were able to do it decades ago. Right. Um, If you told me we were doing it today, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I agree. Maybe one other thing I'll add there, keeping with the similarities with Earth, is that the surface gravity, uh, or really the surface acceleration due to gravity on Venus is about 8.87 meters per second squared. On Earth, it's about 9.8 meters per second squared. So really very similar. If you went to Venus, you would effectively feel kind of normal. You'd you'd be able to walk around. I don't think there'd be any insane changes to like your muscular physiology or anything like that. Like you might see, you know, if you spent extended time on like the moon or something like that, which is I think quite a bit lower than that. Maybe half that. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. I
1: think that's super cool couple last things before we move on. Uh, Venus has a boatload of volcanoes. Um, I think the the article that I was reading um, said that there are at least 1,600 major volcanic features on the planet. Whereas if you were to look at Earth you mm-hmm. know, f- from another planet, how many would you actually be able to see? How many volcanoes are there? I have absolutely no idea. I'm, I'm guessing.
0: I'm sure there are way more than you know, we know about, or like we, you and I would guess?
1: Sure. But if if you were looking through a telescope at Earth... How many do for, I think like, I could see? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe...
0: A hundred? Oh, wow. thousand? I would gone 000? with like
1: ten. But yeah, sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you figure... You have, have better eyes than me. Think about how many, uh, you know, island chains are... Oh, that's true. All volcanic. Actually, how yeah. many of them might be considered active? Touche. And what's the definition of a major volcano? Does it have to do with the eruption frequency or like the size of the base of the volcano? These are questions we need to answer, but yeah, all of that a, to say, that's a good question. I, I had no idea that it was so um, you know, geologically active. That's
1: so cool. Th- one of the other standout features about Venus um, is that all planets, all of them, rotate the sun counterclockwise. They also all rotate on their axis counterclockwise,
0: except for Venus and uh, Saturn. Are you sure no <laughs>
1: um I, I believe it's uh Venus and Neptune are the only two that actually uh rotate in retrograde um, oh, so right. that they rotate clockwise um which I, I think is is
0: uh distinguishing
1: odd yeah it, it's just it's unique
0: um so I, I I thought that was a a neat little thing oh absolutely. Well, we're uh, making good progress. Why don't we jump onto Earth? We know it. We love it. Oh, wow. I actually wrote exactly that in my notes. I was just saying that off the top of my head. Um, it's 93 million miles from the sun. We call it home. It is the largest and densest inner planet, which I thought was interesting. The only known planet to have um, life. have this podcast, we're not currently streaming on Mars, that we know of. It has a liquid hydrosphere, which is unique among the terrestrial planets, and plate tectonic activity. If you remember talking about Pangea and plate tectonics and, you know, the thing that gives rise to earthquakes and volcanoes and, or, well, I don't know that gives rise to volcanoes, but related to volcanoes and things like that. Um, Pretty cool. I didn't realize, uh, I don't think many other Planets or any other planets have plate tectonic activity. Do you know off the top of your head? So
1: I believe I was reading something about supposed or a- alleged tectonic activity on Mars, which would explain some of the craters. Oh, okay. Um, but I do not Unconfirmed know. Unconfirmed or, exactly. right, or yes. maybe not
0: active. Um, the atmosphere is very different than the planets we've talked about so far, um, which is related to, uh, of course, life being here or really the other way around. Uh, contains about 21% oxygen. And maybe most important to me is the magnetosphere that shields the surface from solar and cosmic radiation, and it prevents or at least limits atmospheric stripping. So it sort of maintains the perfect balance of habitability that we have by protecting us from all the crazy stuff that's going on outside and sort of preventing leakage of the kind of optimal conditions we have here which is why, at least life as we know it, probably unlikely to, you know, pop up somewhere on Mercury or Venus, right? Uh, Among yeah. maybe many other reasons, like the 752 degree surface temperature on Venus, huh, just just as a starting
1: point. That, that's fair. Um, I, I, so two things, real quick, um, that I had misconceptions about when it came to Earth, and you, you figure this is the one you probably know the best, right? Um, You'd hope so. Yeah, Right. Uh, The highest point on Mount, or sorry, on Earth is not actually Mount Everest. Um, I did not know this. So because the Earth isn't perfectly round, and maybe I probably should have switched around the order of these things. Did you know the Earth isn't perfectly round? I did. (laughs) It's actually closer to like the shape of a football, like, uh, you know, hey, Arnold's head. It's sort of squished around, you know, and fatter at the equator than anywhere else. Um, So because of that shape, therefore, Mount Everest is not actually the highest point on Earth um, relative to the actual center of the planet, like the the, the pinpoint of the core. Um, So there's a Mount Chimborazo, which I believe is in Ecuador, uh, is technically 9,000 feet shorter than Everest when you measure um, from sea level. But if you measure from the true center of the Earth... It's actually taller.
0: Oh, wow. And no one wants to climb it. At least that I know of. Maybe they do.
1: Not that I'm aware of. That's not on the list of
0: mountains that I feel like people tackle. Judging by your pronunciation, I'm going to have to agree with you. Mount Chorizo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 71% of the surface is ocean or water. 29% is land. And uh, it's about four and a half billion years old. So, you know, about 0.1 billion years younger than the age of the solar system that we can estimate. And uh, as I mentioned, densest planet in the solar system, which kind of surprised me. I don't know. I think some of the other planets boast first place in a lot of different categories when you measure like size and temperature extremes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But Earth is really very dense. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what the softest thing on Earth is? On Earth?
1: Well, softest mineral, anyway, is talc, which is like what makes up talcum powder, like what you put on a a baby's bottom. That stuff is actually the softest stuff on the planet. Wow.
0: Softest mineral. I'm going to say that again. Mineral. Okay. I was going to say, like, velvet. Okay. Relax. Cashmere. Very soft.
1: (laughs) Did you know that there are no true black Flowers on the planet.
0: I did not know that
1: the flowers that a lot of people think of as you know, actually black pigmentation They're they're really just a dark purple. They are there is no naturally occurring flower. That is black
0: pigment I did not know that Now you do then where did black pigment come from? Probably not a flower charcoal. Oh, yeah, that could be I Forgot there were other things <laughs> Just for a quick second. <laughs> um, I mean What else? We could talk about Earth all day. We're familiar with it. It's got an atmosphere. We know how many days it takes to go around the sun. Uh, I think we're familiar. We just talked about the seasons. Uh, These are some of the key defining characteristics that we take for granted and that are pretty unique in the solar system. And as far as we know, in much of the universe, although lots of interesting evidence to kind of argue against that. And maybe at some point we could do an episode on Earth-like planets that have kind of come into the fold in recent years. Because I think that's a really interesting topic as well. Shall we jump ahead to Mars? To the red planet? To the red planet. Let's do it. Well, this one is about 140 million miles um, from the sun. And it is smaller than Earth and Venus. So 140 million miles. How long does it take light to get there? Longer than eight minutes.
1: That's true. I'm gonna go
0: with 12.6. because I did the math good. earlier. Oh, that's not too bad. It's way less massive than Earth. Uh, 0.1. It's about it's about a tenth of the mass of the Earth. And for some reason, I always think it's bigger. It's just honestly less impressive to me now that I know that it's not. Um, Earth is the biggest terrestrial planet. Yeah, good for us. Uh, it's got a mostly <laughs> got carbon. Got that going for us. Yeah. It's got a mostly carbon dioxide atmosphere, which uh, major red flag for me, uh, just based on, uh, I don't wanna give away my ranking here too much, but it, that was a deterrent for me. And uh, the surface pressure is about 0.6% of Earth, um, but it's enough to support weather phenomena, which is kind of cool. Um, if you've ever seen the movie, The Martian, for all of its um, you know, scientific embellishment, one thing that they, I think, portrayed very well, at least from like a, a film perspective, was the storms that can kind of pop up, kind of out of nowhere on Mars and just sort of wreak havoc. Um, so I thought that was kind of, kind of cool. Do you know how long a day is
1: on Mars? Re- you know, relative to Earth. I'm just gonna tell you. Um, I guess so you it's know, longer. Earth is not actually 24 hours, right? It's like 23 hours and 56 minutes or something. Yeah. Mars is 24 hours and 36 minutes. So it's really only a That's little bit longer than Earth, and just to throw another one in there, Venus. The amount of time it takes to rotate on its axis is two hundred and forty-three Earth days, twenty-six minutes, hmm. and it rotates at four miles an hour. So it basically, <laughs> so doesn't rotate. It, it reminds me that um Vin Diesel movie that. uh the Riddick uh, Pitch Black. Did you ever watch that? No, where there's one planet and it turns dark for years. Oh yeah, yeah, Um, I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen pterodactyl-looking dinosaur things come and kill everybody. Um, That's what it reminds me of.
0: Sounds like the purge. There's like like a dark side of Venus.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I keep bringing up Venus. I'll stop. What 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 planet were we
0: on? Mars. We're on Mars. Um, It's got a lot of volcanoes as well.
1: Also has a lot of volcanoes. It has a huge, this enormous system of canyons called the uh, Valles Marineris, Mm -hmm. which stretches like 2,600 miles um you know across the surface uh there are a whole lot of it it's basically the equivalent of the grand canyon on mars cool it's sick it stretches like the the equivalent of like
0: from new york to san francisco yeah that's huge it's kind of i mean it's hard to fathom at that point you know it's really insane i'm sure when you're in it you almost have no idea that you're in it to some extent i could imagine it's also got a huge a uh, volcano, possibly one of the most famous volcanoes in the solar system, uh, Olympus Mons. Uh, yeah, rift valleys, lots of geological activity that may have gone on until as recently as two million years ago, which on cosmic scales is like, you know, a moment ago. That's pretty recent. Do you know what makes it red? The iron on its surface? You're right. Iron, iron oxide or rust in the soil gives it that red color. We kind of glossed over the moon when we were talking about earth, but I think we're all pretty familiar with the moon. It's our only, you know, natural satellite, at least on that scale, there might be, you know, random space debris kind of orbiting out there. Um, But Mars has a few as well. Uh, Deimos and Phobos are the two natural satellites for Mars. They are either captured asteroids or they could be ejected debris. I kind of like the mystery. I think it's kind of cool. They could have just kind of flown by a little too close, and now here they are. Or they could have been knocked out through other impacts and things like that. Uh, Gravity-wise, it's a little bit lighter than Earth. 3.72 meters per second squared. So you're going to be bouncing around quite a lot more. And also, I misspoke earlier when I was talking about the moon. The moon is more like um, 1.6 meters per second squared. So very, very low. So somewhere between the moon and Earth is kind of what, what it would be like to walk on Mars. Temperature ranges are pretty extreme too. Uh, I saw it could go from minus one sixty six degrees Fahrenheit up to about eighty five degrees Fahrenheit. So, not as extreme as some of the others, but you know you're going from a warm day to uh, very very cold at night, and it's mostly because the thin atmosphere is kind of what I saw.
1: That's fair. I think the w- one other, you know, standout feature of the planet Mars is that uh, I think in two thousand ten. I think it was 2010, um, at the Kennedy Space Center when President uh, Obama called for you know, the Americans to lead this manned mission to Mars by the t- you know, 2030s. Um, that is, we, Mars was the only planet called out there. There is no attempt to try to get people anywhere else. Yeah. So at least there's some novelty in us trying to be there.
0: Yeah, definitely very unique in that it's, and people have heard about this in pop culture and various things. We talked about it in our space episode a little bit. Mars is kind of the next interesting place that people might want to try to go. My very uneducated opinion on that is it's got to be way easier to keep people warm when it gets very cold than to cool them down when it's insanely hot. Or at least it's got to be a more energy-efficient task uh, to do it that way. So it makes sense that we'd want to limit the upper end on that temperature and you know, figure out what we could do about the lower end. At least that's just my assumption. Shall we continue? Let's keep going.
1: All right. What's next? Now we hit your Jupiter. Jupiter. All right. Uh, so Jupiter is the fourth brightest object in the solar system, next to, uh, at least when viewed from Earth, next to the sun, the moon, and Venus.
0: Mm-hmm. It's about 480 million miles from the sun, and it's about two and a half times the mass of all the other planets put together, which is crazy. Jeez, that is... 318 times the mass of the Earth. Yikes. Um, So, we said that Earth was the most dense terrestrial planet, um, but this is still hugely massive. I mean, density and mass are obviously not the same thing, but it's massive both in the Canonical understanding of the word, and in the you know actual mass literal. definition, the literal definition. Yeah,
1: just to give people perspective on how much further Jupiter is from the sun, let's just talk about uh you know light speed and how how long it takes light to get from the sun to each of the planets. Yeah. So to Mercury, it's three point two minutes. To Venus is six minutes. To Earth's uh Earth's you know outer atmosphere, it's eight point three minutes. To Mars, it's twelve point six minutes. To Jupiter, it's forty-three point two minutes. Wow! So the jump from Mars to Jupiter is huge. We're talking you know, almost four um, AU, uh, the like the distance from Earth to the Sun.
0: Yeah, right? four of those distances. Yeah, it was surprising to me because when you see like a simple rendering of the solar system, and you know it's usually like a two-dimensional, uh, you know, series of concentric rings, basically, they're pretty much all. Um, equidistant from each other just because it's kind of easier to draw it that way, but it's definitely not that way in reality. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, very high internal heat. There are semi permanent features in the atmosphere, they're like cloud bands, and of course, the great red spot, which is super cool. It's an anticyclonic storm, um, which basically means it doesn't have a center. I think, right? It doesn't actually spin in the same direction all the time. It has wind speeds up to 268 miles per hour. And the storm is believed to have existed for at least 357 years, maybe more. That's cool. Wow. It's yeah. scary. Have you ever seen the videos of... Um, there was that show on... It was probably History Channel or Discovery. Where they would just you know say, hypothetically, what if Jupiter just appeared right next to Earth... And sucked the Earth into the Great Red Spot, which, by the way, is bigger than the diameter yeah, I of the like Earth.
1: Three Earths could fit in the Great yeah. Red Spot.
0: so it's just this animation of like, let's look at what happens to Los Angeles when when that happens, and it's not good. Um, but it's awesome. I have to try to find it on YouTube. It's it's pretty cool. Yikes! Yeah, uh,
1: Jupiter, despite being the, the the biggest planet, um, is the fastest in a different metric. Um, so again, talking about its its rotation on its axis. Its day is only 9 hours and 55 minutes. Of all of the planets, it has the shortest day. Wow. It rotates at 28,000 miles an hour. It's pretty fast. It's super fast. Um, but if you look at all of these gas giants, because you know, it, it's not um, you know, terrestrial, it's not solid, it can rotate faster. And, okay. And, and not just can, it
0: does. Oh, that makes sense. It has a pretty strong magnetosphere. That um, like electromagnetic dome, or if you will, that kind of protects or shell. It's got 80 known satellites, which is quite a few, uh, such as Ganymede, Callisto, Io, Europa. Uh, these are some of the Galilean moons. And the moons have some similarities to terrestrial planets like um having volcanoes, internal heating, or we think internal heating for at least some of them. So I thought that was kind of a cool balance since it's not a terrestrial planet itself. Um, The temperature is pretty extreme down by the, you know, quote, surface, like as you get sort of further in, about minus 238 degrees Fahrenheit. On average, it does get warmer as you sort of go higher or, you know, kind of away from the center of the planet. Um, And then lastly, I'll say that the um, acceleration due to gravity sounds awful. 25.79 meters per second squared. So (laughs) you're going to put on a few pounds, uh, at least, you know, according to your muscles, if you were standing there. I'd be really
1: interested in the biomechanics of that. Do you think people could actually stand up if there was something to stand on?
0: I'm sure it depends on how fit you are, but can't imagine you could do it for very long wow that is
1: and the thing
0: too is it's not just standing i mean even laying down would be horribly uncomfortable i think right it'd be like you're just constantly accelerating feeling g-forces basically i mean because what that would be almost three g's constantly sounds awful
1: yeah that that, no thanks that doesn't sound great
0: um (laughs) For a planet that I love, I was highly disappointed about that.
1: Yet for a planet that is so so cool, it is one of the literally, only literally it's cold. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Um, Jupiter and Saturn are the only two planets that are referred to sometimes as failed stars.
0: Yeah. Right? So Disappointments. Eh, when
1: you have when you refer to it as something that failed, it's like eh, yeah. takes away some of the some of the oomph behind it.
0: They had to walk so that our sun could could run. <laughs> Let's keep going. Fair, All right. What are we up to? Uranus. Nope. Saturn. Yep. (laughs) Thankfully, there's no quiz here. Okay, let's talk through Saturn. Um, 880 million miles from the sun, so effectively almost double as far as Jupiter, right?
1: A little little bit more than double, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's up, Strider?
1: Hey, you. Get out of here. Nope. Nope. So
0: my favorite part about Saturn, as I'm sure everyone else's, the extensive ring system. So it's not the only planet that has a ring system, but it's obviously the most well-known. And it is the most extensive ring system in the solar system. It's got lots of small particles, like very fine particles that can be from uh, down in size to micrometers, up to meters, orbiting all the way around. Mostly water and ice. There are some rocks or, you know, other particulate matter. And we really don't know how they got there. Very mysterious. Uh, it could have formed very early on in the solar system. We, we really have no idea. But I thought that was cool. It's also very similar to Jupiter with its atmospheric composition. The magnetosphere, big fan of those. And um, it's 60% of Jupiter's volume, but it's less than a third as massive at about 95 times the mass of the Earth. Yep. Um, pretty cool.
1: Yep. Jupiter is also the, or Jupiter, sorry, Saturn is the inflection point at which it takes light more than an hour to go from the sun to the planet. It takes 79.3 minutes. Wow. Um, so, boy, that would be uh, rough. If something happened to the sun, they wouldn't know for
0: <laughs> way <Yeah>. too long. <laughs> well, and this is crazy, too. It's the only planet in the solar system that is less dense than water. So if you were to put it on one of the Earth's oceans, it would theoretically float Yeah, fast Or if you were to try to lay down on it, you would just sink into it. Weird. Right? I, don't,
1: I don't think I like that.
0: It makes me pretty uncomfortable, but um, also interested. It's got 83 confirmed satellites. Most of them are ice. Two of these are Titan and another one that I didn't write down, uh, which may have... Uh, some geological activity, which is cool. Titan is the second largest moon in the solar system, and it's bigger than Mercury and has a substantial atmosphere. So all around, sorry to say it, I think it's the coolest moon in the solar system. No disrespect to our moon, which is only called moon.
1: Totally understand that. One of the things that I found interesting was the only reason that Titan is not called a planet is because it doesn't orbit the sun it orbit, orbits another planet. But it does meet oh. all of the other definitional criteria for what a planet
0: is. That's cool. I didn't know that. It's really big. Poor Titan being limited in, in its potential.
1: Yeah, I, I, I suppose. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, Saturn is, again, it's it's iconic. It's, um, you know, a lot of other planets, you do a very minimalist drawing of the planet and it just looks like a ball. But if you look at Saturn, like there's no mistaking which planet it is and that it's meant to represent a planet. So I would argue it's the most iconic. Yeah, the that's fair. So what
1: one of the other misconceptions that uh, I certainly fell victim to for you know forever um, was about the rings. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only are there way more than I thought there were, but the stuff in them is not nearly as big as I thought that it actually was. Right? Yeah, it's me not too. an asteroid field. You're not you know flying an X-wing and actively <laughs> dodging, dodging these yeah. big rocks. Right, the big things are like you know, hundreds of miles apart from each other. Oh yeah. So if you're having any difficulty navigating, you know, a, a spacecraft through this asteroid belt, you are the worst pilot ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, way to just make someone feel bad for not being able <laughs> to do it. You're right. It, it's deceptive because of how far away we are, and just again, you know, artistic renditions. But um, yeah, and and some of them are really tiny. Like, really very small. I mean, micrometers, that's crazy. You're talking about, like, pieces of rock, like mm-hmm. sand almost. You know, it's it's pretty nuts. I think
1: the, the, the one particular uh, statistic that I found pretty interesting about the planet itself was that it is the flattest planet. It's oh, that's cool. The, it's, it's big, but it is relatively the flattest. So, its polar diameter is 90% of its equatorial diameter. Um, And that's largely because of the super low density and how fast it rotates. Okay, so it kind of elongates, almost like deforms, obularizes. I don't know if that's right because the becomes less spherical.
0: Cool. (laughs) Now we're moving on to Uranus. Gross. This one is about. See, I was really going to try to avoid. We made it about. I
1: I made no attempt. Half a
0: second. Okay, you got it out of your system. You good? Um,
1: Anyway, can I I make a joke first? This is a family Um, podcast. Okay, that's fine. The clouds in Uranus or Uranus, however you want to say it, uh, the the clouds in the atmosphere are composed of frozen hydrogen sulfide, which means what? That Uranus stinks.
0: Well, you know, just to transition over that, it's about 1.78 billion miles from the sun. So now we're talking ridiculously far away. And it's about 14 times the mass of the earth, but the lowest mass of the outer planets. So kind of underwhelming. Um, This one I thought was really cool. It orbits the sun on its side. The axial tilt is over uh, 90 degrees to the ecliptic, I believe is the word. Uh, And it's got extreme seasonal variation as a result um, as each pole points toward and away from the sun. So the core um, is very cold, very little heat radiation. It's got the coldest um, planetary atmosphere or or kind of state of being um, down to about minus 353 degrees Fahrenheit which is absolutely frigid. It's got 27 known satellites such as Uh, Titania, Oberon, Umbriel, Ariel, and Miranda.
1: Do you know that all of those moons were named after characters invented by William Shakespeare and Alexander Pogue?
0: I did not know that.
1: I thought it was pretty interesting. So if you named a Shakespeare character,
0: there's a moon. There's a moon out there. Absolutely. Is that like how you, you used to be able to dedicate stars to people, which sounds like a total scam?
1: I don't know who in their right mind would do something like that, but yeah, I, I think it's sort of like that. <laughs> Pretty sure I did it once. I know that's why I said it. Okay, I thought
0: you were just being <laughs> polite. Um, it has a ring system and a magnetosphere. Um, again, less exciting and extensive than uh, than Saturn. So, uh, surface gravity though, surface gravity is about eight point eight seven meters per second squared. Very similar to Venus um, and pretty similar to Earth. So kind of interesting just because it's it's so extreme in other ways in terms of its size and distance. And so it's kind of interesting that all the math works out to basically make it about the same. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, So about four billion years ago, um, Uranus and Neptune sort of switched spots. Really? So a, a long time ago, the order was actually different. Okay. Um, of, of, of planets. Who I thought did, that was pretty did, interesting.
0: Did they truly swap or did one sort of like displace the other?
1: I, I'm under the impression that there was something that happened um, and I, I don't think we have an answer to this whether it was yeah. a collision with another planet or, or something. Oh, something just sort um, of knocked it out. Right, yeah. that actually made Uranus start rotating in the opposite direction. It is, And I, oh. I
0: think I actually
1: got this wrong before. Um, I said it was Venus and Neptune. It's not. It's Venus and Uranus. Are the two okay. planets that rotate clockwise? Um, cool. So it, it could be because something collided into but it. But they it could, orbit I, counterclockwise. Yes, everything orbits the sun counterclockwise. Yeah. Cool. So one of the other things, at, in when when people are you know making these uh, dioramas of, of the solar system, what color is Neptune? Uh, blue. So Neptune, or I would green? say, is always blue or green, sure, but I think that's because it's you know it's Neptune, like yeah. Poseidon, like ocean. Associated in, with right? yeah, exactly. What colors Uranus? Purple. Oh, I would know. it's always blue. I would say it's is it the, blue? It's the I do planet. Um, and but I, is it actually the blue? So it is oh, okay. because um, the uh, the the methane in the uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. In, in the atmosphere. Um, sort of absorbs all of the sun's red light, which leaves only green and blue. Cool. So it looks blue with like a little, little bit blue. of green,
0: but it's mostly blue. Did scientists suspect that that blue could have been caused by um, water or reflection of water-like At one substance? point, I would assume Maybe. yes,
1: but I have absolutely no
0: idea. Yeah. Well, let's jump to the last one. Let's talk about Neptune. Neptune's about... Uh, 2.8 billion miles from the sun more massive than earth by 17 times it radiates more heat than Uranus but not as much as Jupiter or Saturn
1: so that means based off of what you were saying before Neptune is the fourth biggest planet right Jupiter then Saturn then Uranus then Neptune sounds
0: right okay Uh, but the radiating more heat is really interesting uh, because it's the furthest away interesting Yes. yes. Uh, and I don't know that they really know why. Well, actually, there's some there's some estimates here. So the atmosphere is about 80% nitrogen and 19% helium and a bit of methane present as well, although not as much to make it uh, be as canonically blue as Uranus. Um, and yeah, it's too far. The, the temperature is really an anomaly. It's too far from the sun for this to be purely due to ultraviolet radiation. And so one suspected cause is an atmospheric interaction with ions in the planet's magnetic field. Another one includes gravity waves from the interior, which sounds really cool. So
1: another one that I was reading about was the existence of Planet 9, the supposed massive, you know, four times the size of Earth uh, planet uh, further away from the sun than Neptune. Okay. Uh, always on the opposite side so that we would never actually get to see it. Convenient. Exactly. So this is one of those like, hey, math doesn't work. Let's just, you know, pretend this thing <laughs> exists and call it a day. It could happen, but... It's, it's one of the, the, the main reason that this was sort of uh, devised as a, a legitimate theory yeah. was because it does partially explain some of these gravitational fields.
0: Okay. I could accept it. Uh, that's really interesting. I didn't actually read or come across that one. Um, it's got 14 known satellites, including Triton, which is geologically, I keep saying, yeah, geologically, geologically active, uh, with geysers of liquid nitrogen, which is going to be a yikes for me. That sounds uncomfortable to be caught in one of those. And, uh, average temperature is about minus 373 degrees Fahrenheit, pretty cold most of the time. And, you know, relative to Earth, of course, it's absolutely freezing. And um, gravity is pretty close to Earth, about 11.15 meters per second squared. A little heavier than Earth, but sounds like something that could be sustainable long-term once your body kind of adjusted to it, in my very naive opinion. Um, I don't know. What am I missing? What other interesting facts are there about Neptune?
1: Um, So even though Neptune is further away Um, from, from the sun and generally the temperatures of the planets sort of scale with their distance, uh, from the sun. Um, which is why Venus is interesting because it is the hottest, but that's because of the atmosphere. Um, Neptune is on average, the coldest, but the coldest recorded
0: temperature was actually on Uranus. Oh, okay. So maybe I sort of misspoke a little bit. No, no, no. I, I think you were right. Um, if we're talking about averages. Well, and I guess radiating heat is a little bit different than how hot is it there? Yes. So right. sort of, you could imagine them being similar, but a little bit right.
1: different. Um, one of, I, I thought this was the most interesting thing about Neptune. Its existence was visually confirmed in 1846, um, but was wow. unknown to, you know, ancient peoples or, you know, people before 1846. Um, so not really that ancient. So Neptune was actually the, the first planet to be discovered by math rather than oh, that's uh, cool. observed. Um, it was discovered by the, this French astronomer, uh, Ervin Lavensier. Okay. Uh, forgive me on the pronunciation. Okay. Um, he sort of predicted that there would be a planet here and the size of the planet and the rotation or the, the orbit of the planet uh, in the 1840s. Um, and then eventually the planet was discovered uh, later in the uh, in the 19th century.
0: So the whole planet nine premise probably has a lot more footing when people say, well, look how we found this one. Is it so weird to think that math could explain one that's right next to it? That's kind of cool. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. I, I thought it was, it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, we talked about colors before and yes, there's a lot of methane in Neptune. So it's, it's you know, bluish green, um, but there's a lot more hydrogen and helium in the atmosphere. So it, it sort of uh, reflects a little bit more of that reddish blue light okay. or or the 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 redder um and greener lights so the planet does actually look a little bit more purple oh cool. um as opposed to blue but you know purple blue neptune and the ocean, name association yeah. i think heart, yeah, right it exactly. i think exactly on the blue exactly. green
0: side right well that's all of the uh you know quick shout out to pluto sorry that you are not considered.
1: I'll mention Pluto. It's okay. Yeah. Um,
0: just just for
1: one tidbit. Pluto's orbit actually sometimes crosses Neptunes, but they never collide. Um, Will so they to, ever
0: collide? They must eventually, right? Uh, I
1: guess. Theoretically, everything in the universe collides, right? So, yes. Hmm. <laughs> um, but the the reason I'm saying this um, is because, to, to be more specific, Pluto's orbit crosses Inside of Neptune's orbit for 20 years out of every 248. Okay. And the last time Pluto crossed inside Neptune's orbit was on February 7th, 1979, where Pluto actually became the eighth planet from the sun. Cool. Because it still had the planet designation and was actually closer to the sun than Neptune for 20 years. Wow. And then it moved further away, and we were like, nope. It's gone. All right. He
0: he finally (laughs) left. Now we can remove the title. Exactly. Well, we're just about coming to the end here. So now I think the the drum roll is to uh, just briefly mention what our rankings are. So I'm going to go first. So in eighth place, I I ranked Mercury because, let's be honest, there's pretty much nothing interesting about it at all. and I don't think I need to elaborate. Uh, Uranus, I ranked seventh. Um It's really far from the Earth. It's heavy. I thought the axial tilt was cool, but really funky, and it just felt wrong. So, wasn't a fan. Venus, uh, I actually ranked sixth. I don't know. The lack of plate tectonics was underwhelming. Um, I thought it was cool that it was the third brightest thing in the sky, but uh, for being so similar to Earth, it was disappointing that it wasn't as... You know, interesting or as exciting as Earth, uh, right? It was sort of overshadowed in that way. Uh, Neptune, I ranked fifth. I think the the heat radiation was really cool to me, and again, it's kind of just iconic. Um, I don't know, as a planet, Triton, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool moon. Um, Mars, fourth. You know, again, it's our it's our neighbor. It's something that we're or you know, relatively uh, close to, and we're thinking about going to in the long term. So I figured I had to put it in the top four. Uh, Jupiter, big fan of Jupiter. The storm I think is super cool.
1: The Great Eye,
0: yeah, the Great Lidless. Eye. Lidless. Um, I liked that Breathed in flame. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that the moons had a lot of similarities <laughs> to terrestrial planets. To me, it made it seem like there's a could be a lot of interesting stuff going on there. I then ranked Saturn second, uh, mostly because I think the rings I, I mentioned are just so iconic, and the fact that it's less dense than water is just super cool. And then, of course, first I ranked Earth because without it, um, you know, this podcast wouldn't exist. And uh, very grateful to Earth for letting it come into uh, into being. But also, I mean, Earth is super cool. We've got life. We've got all these living things that make stuff really interesting. And I think we've got some of the most diverse, you know, uh environments and geography and like just interesting things going on even on the cosmic scale. You know, we don't necessarily have rivers of lava and all that kind of crazy stuff that science fiction would tell us, but we have seasons. We've got a lot of different unique things that happen. So, big fan of Earth. So,
1: okay, I have one before I give my list. One sure. one parting question for you if if you're putting Earth as number 1, then you have to be able to tell me the date of Earth Day.
0: Earth Day is
1: is it april 15th I, ha- I have no idea i don't know the answer but if let's you're putting out.
0: earth first you I should, should know it's your birthday. requirement <laughs> let's see earth day i think it's in april or that's arbor day um hang on saturday april 22nd i was a little early 26th. well that's this year is it on the same day every year
1: you should know all these things about your planet's favorite or your favorite planet's holiday right it's named that
0: I'll know it when I when I get off of work oh, okay, for Earth Day. Fine. All right, please um, go ahead. So I'm, I'm going
1: to go uh, maybe a little bit more controversial. I, I actually think that Mars is the least interesting planet. Uh, I can accept it. It's overhyped. We talk about it all the time. I think people know what to expect when it comes to Mars. It's kind of boring. Um, a little. Other than the fact that it might possibly be habitable, it's sort of eh. Um, and then I have Mercury. I agree Mercury is not hugely interesting. All of the things that would make it interesting sort of go to Venus. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. It's not that special. It's overshadowed. Um, And then I have Saturn. Um, Not, I I think that Saturn's big claim to fame are the rings. Of course. Right. Which I mean, they're cool. They're interesting. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of moons. There's far too many moons, Um, but it's all right. I suppose. I think Jupiter is simply better than Saturn um, in, in every regard. You know, wow. it, it has the storm. It's it, what the the mass of every single thing other than the sun. Like it's three times the mass of yeah, all of the other planets, right? So it's it's just sheerly massive. So it it needs some some props just for being big. That's fair. Um, and then I have Uranus, um, not because it's a little funny or a little humorous, <laughs> but because I think there are actually some some interesting tidbits there. Better than Uranus is Neptune. That largely hinged on the fact that it was discovered by math rather than by eyes. I thought that That's was really cool. just so, so interesting. Um, and then we have Earth, you know, for a lot of the reasons that you said. But, eh, like, Earth is cool, Earth is great, but we're sort of used to it by now. It's nothing Um And Earth's my number familiar. one is Venus. I, I think Venus is the exception to almost every rule. Um, it, it gets accolades when it they should you know, almost rightfully belong to other planets. Mm -hmm. Um, It's named after a female, which I actually, I I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, So it it just points all around from every category going to Venus here.
0: I like it. Yeah. I I mean, what did I, I had Venus in my top three. I agree. I think Venus is just, oh no, I ranked Venus sixth. Yikes. Well, it's funny because as we were talking about Venus, you were actually selling me on it. And I remember thinking... I should just redo the ranking real quick, and I forgot to do it. Um, Ah, I I would have at least moved it into my top four.
1: No, I agree. And as you said, honorable mention of Pluto.
0: Yep. Gone but not forgotten. Well, I think that's it. We've uh, talked about planets enough, at least certainly for me at this point. Uh, But that was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to go through it uh, with the uh, caveat of Do I think this one is better than or more interesting than another one? And um, yeah, I thought it was interesting to learn about. Hopefully, there are some people out there who are absolutely outraged by some of these picks because I think that would be hilarious. And if you do feel that way, please comment or reach out to us on your preferred platform because I'd be very interested to hear the counter argument. But this was fun.
1: I agree. I had a great time. Um, All things considered uh, and by all things, I mean the fact that we don't really know what we're talking about. Consider, <laughs> I thought it went pretty well. Thanks for, uh, thanks for talking.
0: I agree. Absolutely. Well, uh, until next time, thanks for listening.